Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, uh, knee-deep in a Twitter fight right now. <laughs> Par for the course. I'm stunned by the level of low information that uh, people who are rabid proponents of issue one are. And, you know, it's the same thing over and over. It's, uh, you know, if you if this doesn't pass, there's no ectopic pregnancy care, no miscarriage care. By the way, Dave Yost released uh, a legal opinion, and he said that it doesn't directly impact uh, parents' rights. And, you know, they, they do exactly what the mainstream media did when Trump said, uh, go down to the Capitol, and then they clip the video because after that he said to peacefully and patriotically protest. Well, Dave Yost talked about the implications of parents' rights, particularly if phrases like individual are interpreted a certain way and if reproductive health isn't interpreted a certain way and how if we're not specific in an amendment, we leave it up to the court to interpret. And so it's not real hard to go, well, certainly in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Toledo, there are going to be judges who go, yep, absolutely, that child may get an abortion or may uh, enroll in what they would call trans care. I call it mutilation. Uh, anyway, I, I'm going off the rails here. Uh, do we have a caller on the line? We do. Is it, uh, is it lad from Delaware, Delaware County? Awesome. Uh, I, he's not a first time caller. He's a regular, uh, lad. Welcome back to the Bruce Woolley show. How are you today, man? I'm doing great, Jack. How are you? I'm really enjoying the show. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, you know, my blood, my blood pressure goes up. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm on Twitter a lot. And I've got a lot I have a lot of people who use a lot of foul language, but you know, they have they have Twitter handles like one skeptical dude or uh hate Donald Trump, no real name, and then they have, you know, pictures of cats or, you know, some model picture from whatever website. Uh so absolutely no intestinal fortitude to actually stand in the gap and have an honest conversation and show your face. Uh so I get frustrated. But what's going on in your world today? What do you want to chat about, man? Well, just my my perspective on Twitter is to be a producer and not a responder and don't pay any attention to the comments. You've got good things to say, news to break, put it out there, whatever people say about it, it's not really important. Yeah, I like that, man. That would probably save me uh, a future prescription to heart medication. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm off Twitter. <laughs> Amen. Um, so uh, did you did you hear about the exhibit that's going to be in the short north? I don't know if, if you had a chance to uh, hear about that earlier in the week. I know that you have um, you have some friends and, and folks that that frequent the short north and, and had businesses there. Uh, are you familiar with evidence, the exhibit that's going to be there starting tonight through November 7th? I did. I heard your interview earlier this week, and I, I think it's fascinating. I, I also um, wanted to, to share with you, Dr. Mike Parker wrote an article um, at Newsweek that was picked up by Real Clear Politics that really went into the Issue 1 debate and shows how the Issue 1 proponents have gone too far. He's an OBGYN, and uh, a friend of mine, is his kid's went to school with my kids. And if you want facts and history of the abortion debate, um, I would I would pick that up at Newsweek. It's a really good read. That is awesome. And uh, I, I'll be the first to, you're going to be the first to know. And then, you know, the thousands of people listening. <laughs> I actually reached out, reached out to Dr. Parker today and uh, he is uh, with his daughter today, but uh, we will have him on the show next week. Because he has some incredible things to say, and I think he's uh, 
It's stunning to me, lad. A lot of people don't understand that ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages are going to be taken care of. They're really duped by the lie of supporters of issue one uh, that are using that as a fear tactic. No doubt. And and the, the history of, of the whole debate that uh, Dr. Parker goes into is really fascinating. So um, what else is on your mind? I got a couple. We talked football last week. I want to get to that. But uh, what else is uh, in your frontal lobe that you want to discuss? <laughs> well, you know, the Browns and uh, the Buckeyes, that would be a good discussion to have. Um, okay. Issue one, I think I think you've cleared the decks on that one. And I really appreciate you giving airtime to um, school board candidates, pro-parent, pro-academic excellence school board candidates around central Ohio. Um, they've got a great platform, and uh, they've done a great job. I've, I've enjoyed listening to their perspectives and um, learning more about them. So thank you for doing that. It's, it's been a really great listen. Absolutely. It's an honor to do it. And before we get into football, uh, Denise D'Angelo today, uh, as well as uh, Darby Everhart, will be up next, uh, Dublin City School candidate, and then Emmett Jarvis, Delaware City School Board at, at 1250. One of the common themes I'm, I'm hearing, Lad, is that these folks have a plan, and the people that they're going against, they have a plan, too, to uh, badmouth and intimidate. Many of these candidates, are you seeing that in some of these races? Are you seeing the, the people come out of the woodwork to, uh, which is strange to me. These are people who say, well, the parents should have rights and we should, we should return to educational excellence in our schools. And uh, they're, they're getting criticized. Are you seeing that? I am. And it's, it's interesting because they're getting criticized for, quote unquote, bringing politics into the school board uh, race discussion. And I came up with a little uh, saying, I don't know if I'll get it exactly right, but if if liberals are indoctrinating and pushing politics in schools, woke ideology, C, CR, um, uh, CRT, uh, critical race theory, yes, and, and so on, that's just good governance. That's just normal. <laughs> but as soon as conservative parents are pushing more conservative ideology into schools, all of a sudden that's plain politics that's driving national political discussions into a local race and so on. You're not allowed to get away with that. Yeah, I just find it kind of fascinating that it's just taken for granted that schools should be indoctrinating liberally and woke uh, kind of things. You know, it would be interesting to me is if uh, one of the woke things that's, that's really being pushed, particularly by teacher unions, is this idea that students who have gender dysphoria uh, one might need to be protected from their parents because, you know, the school counselors know better and um, might might be better off if they just start socially transitioning and maybe more uh, at the direction of people that aren't their parents. Uh, you, you know, what would end that right away if, if we just said, OK, that's cool. Um, you know, followers of Christ identify as people who are reborn. So we're going to include that as well. Uh, how quickly do you think that charade would end? It would it would end very quickly, and there, there's obviously a mental health component to the whole trans debate um, that is being glossed over, um, and the fact that a lot of the a lot of the young people who have came forward and said I'm identifying as this or that um, is has grown exponentially in the last decade, and and it's just it's obvious that they're being encouraged to do this. They're doing, they're being encouraged by their friends to do this. 
and now they're they've gone as far as um, mutilating themselves and going under dramatic surgical procedures to to carry this out. It's really a sad thing to watch, and at least the debate is happening, and there's a lot of fronts fighting back against this nonsense. Yeah, the peer peer pressure, political pressure, social pressure, and just sheer copycat. Uh, attitude, right? That happens. That's particularly with kids who are impressionable. Uh, let's flip over to these games. We have uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes are taking on uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Interestingly enough, at noon because a big new Fox, a big noon kickoff will be there. What are your thoughts on uh, Buckeyes Nittany Lions? You, you know, I think the Buckeyes have won the last six meetings, ten of the last eleven. Um, Penn State against uh, Penn State. Um, Penn State did uh, beat up Iowa pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. thirty-one to nothing. And um, Iowa's D hasn't really given up a lot this season, so that was a pretty good win. Um, Penn State. I, I read this before coming on. They're gonna. They're 129th out of 133 in in the nation in plays of greater than 20 yards, and dead last in plays of over 40 yards. They're going to grind it. They're yep. going to run. Yep. And um, it's going to be rainy and cold, a little damp. So that plays in well with, uh, you know, a Penn State offense that can grind it out. Yep. And, you know, Kyle McCord has not been, you know, real flashy and uh, <laughs> superb like we've been spoiled with the last few years. So we're going to have to uh, – the Buckeyes are going to have to play mistake-free ball Um I think if the Buckeyes make more than one turnover, we're going to lose. And I think it's going to be a close game, maybe maybe a seven-point game. The Buckeyes will win if uh, they play turnover free ball. Colin the Coward Buckeyes. has them at uh, seven, uh, plus seven. And I think you're, you're probably predicting about the same, which I, I, I tend to agree with. We've got about uh, 20 seconds. Browns-Colts, uh, it, it appears that uh, Deshaun Watson keeps picking up that wallet and uh, his, his shoulder may still be injured. Uh, who do you have in that one? Um, I think I've got I've got the Browns just because their defense is so brutal. Uh, I mean, number one in the whole NFL and fewest yards, points, passing, and first downs. And I will say Deshaun Watson is one for twenty-two in games that he's been with the Browns. He's he's had one good game. <laughs> couldn't say it any better than that. Um, I'm I'm going with the Browns. You got the Browns. Three seconds. Yes. I got the Browns. Yeah, about a touchdown. Perfect. Hey, thanks, lad, and thank you for tuning in. Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. We are in hour number two. It's, I don't know, phone line Friday. Is that what we're calling it? Call in Friday. Uh, fantastic Friday. Whatever it is, if you want to call 844-TALK-989, that's 844-825-5989. But I want to get right to this caller. Uh, her name is Darby Everhart, and she is a candidate for Dublin City School Board. Darby, thank you for making time to call in and uh, join us on the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning? I'm good, and thanks for having me. I call it Good Vibe Fridays, by the way. Good Vibe Friday. You know, I like good that. Good Vibe Fridays. And you know what? I think I think I think we need some good vibes in our lives because it's uh, sometimes when you look on, uh, look out at the world globally, you go, "What is going on?" <laughs> and it's important you know to what? rem- what's go ahead. You, you know what, Jack? You're right. I was thinking globally and federally too. 
And all of a sudden it came to me, like, what can I really do to make a difference? What can I do? I need to make a difference. I need an impact. And I, all of a sudden it came to me that I'm going to run for school board because that is something I can do locally. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so important. I've, I've heard a lot of people and I didn't understand it until the past, probably three years. All politics is local. I've heard that for a long time. All politics uh, is local. And, and so, I guess it would be our local. I don't know. I'm not an English teacher. No, you're right. The is, number is, one thing that we can do locally yeah. is vote for our school board. Yeah. That is where the change starts. Well, let's talk about change because I'm yeah. going to unpack it this way. I know we've got about six okay. minutes here. I, I wrote an article, uh, an investigative report, and it was, uh, it was actually about a year ago, almost a year to the date. Holy smokes. Are Ohio schools being transparent with parents and taxpayers on transgender policies? Uh, since President Joe Biden tried to include gender identity and sexual orientation in federal Title IX protections, schools have allowed students to use opposite sex bathrooms, play sports, and dress according to their gender identity as their policies aren't clear on the matters. Now we know uh, that there's also an LGBTQ plus month that, that students are being yeah. uh, you know, exposed to, if you will. Uh, so what's going on in Dublin? Because I'll be real upfront. Dublin was one of the schools that I wrote about. It's a big district and uh, people didn't seem to be forthcoming back then. uh, When I talked to administrators and leaders within the district about their policies and when I asked specific questions, they never followed up with an answer. Is, are you seeing that same thing? And is that part of why you're, we, we are, we're seeing it everywhere. Now, what I do notice is that each school district has different levels. Okay. So uh, I don't I don't necessarily want to name other schools, but there are some other schools that are are in deeper than we are. But that's another reason why I'm running, because I want to make sure that we don't get into the weeds that deep. We're already in the weeds. Yep. We are. Our kids, they you know, if you identify as a girl, you can totally use the bathroom. And same thing with the girls sports or boys or whatever. That's the same thing. But I don't know if people know that that actually comes from the federal level. Mm-hmm. It does. And if we want a real change in that, we have to make a change in our voting for, you know, the president and administration, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story, right? It is. It is. And I'll, and I'm going to say this quickly because I want to make sure I give you enough time to talk about what your vision okay. is like for the district. But you know, the other issue that I uncovered is that there are law firms, Scott Scriven LLP is one of them. And uh, based on the 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 stuff that I've read from them, they were trying to tie uh, what they would say is a federal law. It's not a federal law. Uh, the executive branch doesn't pass laws. Uh, the legislative branch does. The Biden Title IX changes are not law changes right. per se. But they were trying to tie these Title IX changes allowing boys into girls' bathrooms, those types of things, to a Supreme Court case. And the Supreme Court explicitly said in the case, this has nothing to do with any other type of case. And it was basically a hiring and firing. It was the Bostock case is the one they were trying to tie it to. So there's a lot of of confusion in our schools about what's legal, what's not legal. And uh, and, and by the way, those Title IX changes have not been put forward officially by the Biden administration. So when a school says to you, well, we have to because the Fed said, no, they actually didn't. They paused on it. And then the second piece is, uh, well, no, I'm not going to get into that. What are you going to do differently at Dublin? Because I'm getting fired up. What are you going to do differently at Dublin (laughs) City Schools? I'm going to get fired up too. Okay. So honestly, what I want to do is I want to bring Dublin families together based on our shared family values. I have three boys, two have graduated from Dublin, and I have one to go. 
And I am not going to stand by and watch him dread his, his last four years of school. I want to give the next generation of kids, families, and teachers a chance to experience Dublin schools where the priority and the glory is on academic education, not on identity education or social emotional education. Academics over identity and social emotional stuff. You know, it yeah, makes there's sense. No glory in academics anymore. All the glory is on all this social emotional identity politics, the social politics. Yeah, and and frankly, our schools, our, our kids are going to get their butts kicked globally uh, because you know other other countries aren't focusing on this stuff. The United States is. Um, I, I talked to a, a dad earlier in the week. His daughter had a 4.2 and uh, graduated from a good oh, school yeah. and did, wasn't able to pass the math proficiency test at a level she needed to in order to get, I think it was into grad school. So it's great that we give people five stickers, but if they're performing at two stickers, we shouldn't be giving them five stickers or focusing on the things that stickers shouldn't be about. So um, where can they mm-hmm. find more about you and what else do you want our listeners to know about your campaign? And uh, Well, I am, I'll just tell you this very quickly. I am big on faith, family, and education. I want to get our kids back to the basics, focus on the core curriculum where teachers can teach and kids can learn and have fun. I want these kids to have a fun experience in school. And right now, they're very overwhelmed, which I think a lot of the anxiety comes from. Yep. So anyways, um, again, uh, the best way to find information is to go to DarbyForDublin.com. Now, I have a unique name because my first name is Darby. You spell it D-A-R-B-I-E. So DarbyForDublin.com. But my name is Darby Everhart. Excellent. And I am running for the Dublin City School Board. And they can donate, volunteer, or find more oh information there, right? Okay. They donate. And you know what I really want them to do? What's Go that? Go there to Darby for Dublin and get on my Facebook page and join my journey. That's awesome. She is Darby Everhart. She's a candidate for Dublin City School Board, and uh, she wants your vote. Thank you, Darby, for spending time with us today. We really appreciate you. Uh, thanks, Jack. Have a good one. You as well. Stay tuned to The Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, On the other side of this break, we have Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who's running for U.S. Senate as a Republican candidate. We're going to talk about that and some other world issues next.